1: Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Welcome.
0: It is it is a Friday night and a chilly one. So we appreciate you being with us. Hopefully, uh, you're either just coming from a game wanting to get caught up on a couple of games out here. This is uh, you can read the sign. Nebraska Preps post game. I'm I'm Damon. That's Jacob. And uh, not as much. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Excitement. There were some good one-score games that came down to the the end, right? Carney Catholic, Westside, uh, Westside, all the, these teams in, in, involved in one-score games. But I don't know. Just the electricity, I think, was missing a little bit. Maybe that's just me.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe as everybody was just kind of shivering, trying to stay warm, Man, weren't that, able that, to get that, too that, excited. Uh, that
0: is a legit. That is a legit point some some close football games tonight. Uh, where do you want to start? I mean...
1: Uh, we might as well start off there with your game. You were at uh, uh, Westside class, there for them taking on Millard South. Uh, two versus three there and went right down to the wire.
0: Yeah, it, it did. And, and a valiant effort by Millard South. Uh, somehow uh, Westside went in at the half with the lead and had less than 100 yards total <laughs> offense. <laughs> 22 points and less than 100 yards total offense. They went in at the half, up 22-19, kind of a sluggish start. Um, it was 16-7 with about three minutes, three and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. Uh, West side's offense kind of floundering a little bit. They turn it over in the red zone. Miller South picked him off, came down and scored. TJ Erbond broke a long <laughs> run like he's accustomed to doing. 16-7, you're thinking, uh-oh, West side's in trouble. Um Less than four minutes to go. You knew Miller South got the ball at the second half. You're thinking, gosh, they could go down two scores. I mean, minimum. Maybe three with a touchdown and an extra point. And all of a sudden, they kick it off. And uh, Avante Dickerson. (laughs) (laughs) He's unbelievable. And and what I don't understand, he housed one for like 97. Put him right back in the game, 16-14 with three minutes to play. Then their other thoroughbred, one of many that they have, uh, Kobe Bretz picks one off, takes it back to the house. All of a sudden, it's 22-16 with a minute 10 to go in the half, and I'm thinking, how'd that happen? But it started with two, uh, two of their playmakers. Yeah. Uh, Dickerson with the kick return, and then Brett's with the pick six.
1: And, and with that secondary, you can't make mistakes if you're throwing the ball. Yeah. You have athletes back there they're gonna they are going to pick it off. You. They're going to cause some damage there. Um, and Dickerson kid's something else. First time I saw him play was back in that uh, WS West Westside game his freshman year where there was like 120 points scored. Returned a, a kick or two there. Uh, had, had some big returns. Just showing off that speed and again that was just him as a freshman. Now here four years later making the same kind of plays. Yeah it's interesting. You know he, he's slight. He's, yeah. he's, he's thin um,
0: but he creased this one. This kick return he probably broke four or five tackles right up the middle. Uh, comes out of the back end and it's all she wrote and you talk about needing to make a play they were all but reeling and and he comes through and then and then brett's a couple of plays later urban throws to pick six and just like that they go
1: down at the half and that's what you need to do to win in this time of the season you need your studs to step up and make the biggest plays in the biggest moments and i think that happened a few games tonight and that's uh and then later in that game, too, their other stud on offense kind of took over yeah. and made some big plays as well, from what I heard.
0: And, uh, you know, so it's, it's 22-19 at the half. Miller South drives down and gets a field goal. I mean, it was it was kind of a painstaking two-minute offense. A lot of running, mostly. Uh, nice little – they had this little jet combination where they would dump to the jetter out of the backfield. It gave Westside fits until the end. And um, Lammo kicks the field goal to make it – 22-19 at the half, so you're not really sure, like, who has momentum. Westside's happy to be ahead, but they know they're not playing well. Millard South is like, hey, we're in this deal. This is kind of fluky. We're only down three points. And they turn right around in the third quarter and score. They go up 26-22, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's a ball game. Yeah. yeah, it was it was unbelievable. A fantastic run to cap it to make it 30, uh, made it 30. Uh, Thirty-three 32, 31, twenty-six. 3126 and then Dom Rez- they had the two point conversion, but Dom Rizak with a fantastic run uh to take the lead. Uh, just a gutsy, gutsy performance from a team that wasn't firing on all cylinders. And then in, in turn got Millard South's best. I mean, they they played well across the board. They gave up the special teams touchdown and the pick six. That defense was as good as advertised tonight for Mother's South,
1: And really kind of affirmed their their status there as that number three seed um, really showed why the coaches believe so heavily in giving them um, th- that spot uh, in, in the in the bracket here. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? They're going to look back at this season,
0: and they'll have lost to the two teams yeah. playing in for the state championship. They lost to Elkhorn South. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, they, they beat, beat, El- they beat Elkhorn yeah. South. Excuse they, lost me. West, yeah. they lost to Bellevue West. They lost to Bellevue West, and then they got they they lost tonight to 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 West and you're just thinking to yourself boy what a fantastic career for TJ Urban
1: yeah and again a guy that stepping up in the big one once i again i haven't seen the the final stats from that game but it seemed like he had a big game and had some some huge, huge runs was kind of following the, the the tweets of the game had some broke off some really big ones and again that's that's a tough secondary to do that against. You've got some guys yeah. back there that can, that, that really has some speed to track you down and to be able to kind of break through break through that line, get free uh, into the secondary and make big runs. That, that shows the kind of t- uh, athlete that he is.
0: And Westside tried it all defensively, right? They played Cole Payton, an outside linebacker tonight. <laughs> um, made a couple of plays early, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's just a really good, big, strong athlete. And it was a fantastic game. I, I don't... I don't think anybody has anything to apologize. Miller South left it all out there, and 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 they got West Side's best. You know, a lot of people felt like West Side didn't come out and with any sort of, you know, umph, some snap, some tempo. Miller South had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they they played well early. Yeah, thirty five, thirty three, the final on that, <laughs> sixty eight points there. Um, that. What, what, what were you kind of expecting going in that game in terms of point Were you expecting a higher scoring? You thought they'd I keep wasn't.
0: It low? I, I, you know, I kind of predicted I thought it would maybe be somewhere around 31-14, 31-17-ish, 31, mm-hmm. right around there. Um, Mildes South wasn't yeah. listening. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that's a team that I've kind of – I've been high on all year just because I felt like they play it close to the vest. They're ta- a lot like Elkhorn, and we'll get to them in a little bit. Their talent – is better than some of their scoring margins I think like they have the ability to really hit fast forward uh if they want to offensively and defensively they 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 were sound tonight
1: yeah and another heck of a heck of a season for TJ Urban to close out a heck of a career over 1000 yards on the ground um, over 800 yards passing a uh, bunch of touchdowns he, uh, he he's a, he's a special athlete that's yeah. for sure
0: and extremely fast i didn't feel like he was healthy he's kind of hobbling around a little bit i think he had a bad ankle Kate Haberman had a bad ankle. He came back when, when he went out of the game. Kate Haberman went out of the game early in the second quarter. He felt like Westside was in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the stadium was quiet and you didn't really think he was going to get up and he kind of hobbled off. Uh, and he comes back in the game in the third quarter and it was almost like Willis Reed, you know, <laughs> coming back for the Knicks or something. And they got a little shot in the arm. But I tell you, um, just just some amazing individual plays. There was Dickerson. There was Brett's, There was Urban. There was Gage Stenger. Uh, I feel like Tequan Nash really, really underappreciated.
1: Tequan Johnson or Christian Nash? Christian Nash, I'm Bo- sorry. <laughs> they got two guys back <laughs> yeah. there that are pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, underappreciated. Really ran hard. Yeah. Nash really it, ran he, hard. He's a
1: guy that I saw them play a couple times early in the season. He impressed me. He had some big runs. He didn't get it, get as many touches as maybe Johnson or Urban did and early he, and, on. And but, he
0: probably could make yeah. the case for some more touches.
1: Yeah, and I think he kind of, as the season went on, it looks like he had a yeah, little bit was, bigger of a role. Became and became the guy. Yeah.
0: Uh, had a great touchdown run early to kind of set set the tone. Cole Payton comes free on a blitz uh, from the outside linebacker spot. I think he's trying to set the edge. They slip. A little inside zone right in front of him and just creased him uh, for about a twenty-two yard touchdown run and and uh, you knew right away and that was after a safety Oh, wow. right there was a west side was stopped short on a on a on a fourth down and they had to punt out of their own end zone it was a little bit of a low snap yeah. and the punter goes down to field it and takes a knee
1: yeah you always wonder how when you hear like nine how how exactly they get there yeah. it seems more likely that there's a missed extra point than three field goals at the high school level
0: right it was it was nine nothing. <laughs> Uh, for almost a quarter and a half before west kind of
1: got it going and then they scored to make a 9-7 and it was 16-7 and you knew it was going to be game on <laughs> yeah at that point you already completely outscored uh the other class a game that was one i was at uh carney um, uh tough carney team at elkhorn south and um we saw um last week what happened when carney got bellevue west for the second time it really kind of turned that thing around and just took it to Bellevue West this uh, this week again. It was looking kind of the same thing where Carney, outside of a couple of the turnovers here there, they controlled most of the first half and they went up three nothing early on, and then nobody else scored the rest of the half. So Carney, it was a, a bad closing stretch uh, at the first at the end of the first half by Elkhorn South. Kind of had a chance to score some points late there and kind of a little bit of mismanagement of, of the clock and downs, and they ended up. Settling for a uh, field goal there that missed, a 25-yard field goal that they weren't able to connect on. So going into the halftime down 3-0, and they really weren't able to get the uh, get the run game going. And at the end, late in the first quarter, Dylan Krause went down, and he did not return to the game. So, uh, well, Scratus had to come in and finish the game, and um, props to Elkhorn South for, again, rallying around their guy. And he came in, and second half, it looked like a completely different team. Really? Um, they, right out the gates, they they started, they finally got... Um, uh, was it Cole Ballard yeah, or, or Ballard? Yeah, they got Cole Ballard going. He uh, he was a workhorse uh, tonight. He only had uh, 35 yards on 10 carries in the first half. <laughs> 3, 13, 5, 7, 5. Those are his first five carries in the second half. They, they finally started um, finding some creases to get him through. He was running tough, started to pick up some yardage there, and he... he uh, they were able to kind of get the first touchdown of the game there, the only touchdown of the game uh, on a little short yard uh, run by Ballard. And uh,
0: he's a good player. Yeah, and he's a good physical downhill runner too. A lot of times the first guy doesn't get him. He's a handful.
1: Yeah. So it ended up ten three was the final on that one. There's not a, not a lot of offense in that game. Uh, both both sides really struggled to get their offense going. Really really high level defensive play. Um, Kearney, they were ready for Elkhorn South. Again, they saw him last time. That one went to overtime, uh, 28-21, final on that one in overtime. This time, everything Elkhorn South tried to do early on, whether with or without Krause, it struggled. They they weren't able to kind of put some drives together. And when they did early on, they got into the red zone, and uh, they got stopped. They ended up having to – there were a couple turnover on downs by Elkhorn South Mm -hmm. going forward on fourth down and weren't able to kind of get the push they needed. Which is props to that, that that Carney front seven especially just kind yeah. of taken away. I
0: wondered what they'd have left in the tank. I felt like they left a lot out there a week ago against Bellevue US with a kind of a Herculean effort. They they found a way to get it done in overtime. I wondered what they'd have left in the tank with a relatively at this time of the year healthy Okcorn South bunch.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> healthy until they got in the game. There were a couple other guys that went down um, th- during the game for both sides. Actually, um, one guy came back in, but um that it props to the Elkhorn South defense as well because they did not let Carney get going either uh I think that they, they had on her uh, 100 uh under 100 yard easily well under 100 yards rushing mm-hmm. Carney did and you know that's what they do yeah um and second half they couldn't just uh, couldn't get
0: Pearson and no. Johnson any of that none of that tandem going. No, none of that
1: going he had uh Pearson broke off a few big runs but for the most part they kind of kept him in check um ended up uh 17 carries for 45 yards that was oh, it business uh, and there was a 22 yard run in there i believe uh as part of that so um that they, they did a great job of controlling them and then they got just enough offense in the second half that they're able to pull it away and uh that's kind of what kept them the defense kept them in it in the first half they had a couple of uh turnovers couple of uh forced fumbles there's one a nice play by Coy wilkie coming in and that's tackling a good player yeah tackling uh Pearson in the backfield and knocking the ball free and then recovered himself. And then there was another play, completed pass, popped him, knocked that ball free, and Elkhorn South was able to recover it. So Carney had a chance in the first half to take a, a nice kind of commanding lead, and the Elkhorn South defense ste- uh, stepped up and held down the fort long enough for that offense to get going and get those, those big linemen kind of start uh, opening up those running lanes in the second half. And right. then... Uh, so it came down to a fourth and nine play with about two minutes to go, just over two minutes to go. Uh, obviously it's 10, 10, uh, three games. So w- one score game. If Carney converts this, they got a chance to keep going, move down the field. They send in Teddy Prohaska on defense. Cause he, he plays some defense, but doesn't play full time. They're like, all right, we're going to, we're going to get our guy out there. This is, this play is for the game. And Carney runs some kind of like variation of like swing gate. So, uh, before the snap, they end up shifting their offensive line over to the right, shift another ball carry over there. And Elkhorn's out, calls timeout. So they go back, kind of regroup, send him back out there. Carney does it again. They stick with the play call. And Teddy just breaks through the line. Pearson rolled out, saw him in this, had nowhere to go. And Prohaska took him down, lost the 10 on fourth and nine, got up, threw the bones.
0: <laughs> so the Nebraska felt, commit throwing the bones. Yeah.
1: And then a couple of nice runs by Cole Bauer to allowed them to run run out the clock from there. So that, that that sack all but sealed the game for him. Yeah, we
0: saw a two and a three. It's Westside, Miller Millard South and a five and a nine, I believe. If correct, if I'm if I'm doing that correctly. So, and kind of what'll be a reoccurring theme tonight:
1: seeds did not hold throughout this 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 playoffs. Yeah, we had one number one seed advance to the finals in all the classes just one. Fremont Berger is the only number one seed that made it this far. Yeah, Who got who got by UTAN
0: tonight. Uh, let's hop over to B here for a little bit before we try to give a breakdown of what we think is going to happen uh, in each of these finals where Aurora and Plattsmith, uh, I mean, and, and hats off to Plattsmith, uh, 21-12 final there. And I tell you, Plattsmith kind of undermanned, kind of a makeshift roster <laughs> just hanging around. But Kudos to Aurora, too. A lot
1: of people talk about what they aren't. We did find out what they were, and that's
0: resilient and tough.
1: And then huge defensive play late. I think it was 14 12, and uh, later in that game, and Aurora gets a pick six to, to really put the game away there, to take that, uh, expand their lead there, and um, really kind of end that there. So that's, you're, you're playing a game like Plasmouth. If if they're able to make a couple of plays through the air, yeah, you got no shot because you have to spend spend so much attention on stopping that run game. Yeah. So the fact they're able to make that that play in that moment to seal the game, that's got to be pretty special for those defensive players.
0: It's interesting. Two of their losses, you know, Waverly put it on pretty good. That was a thirty six nothing Waverly win. But you know, two of their lo- two their other two losses, Waverly and or excuse me, Norris uh, and Aurora, for all intents and purposes, a couple of plays. Either way, and th- those are different outcomes, right? I mean, that was a fantastic season by Coach DeZuris yeah. and company.
1: Especially uh, kind of being down for a few years to kind of really build it back Had up. Three of them. Make the, yeah, make this, this, this kind of a run to be one of the final four teams in your class. That's a heck of a job by everybody over there at PlattSmith. Yeah, especially Class B. Yeah.
0: And then our other one, I was having to get my updates from my main man, Monte Cristo. Yeah. Elkhorn hangs on.
1: 33-28, <laughs> final on that one. I yeah, really-
0: to, uh, to to get rid of Hastings. and the the combination and this is what we've said all year long about Elkhorn. They have the ability to be dynamic outside the numbers, right? I mean you have a Graggard and a Crystal. We've we've yeah. talked about it almost every other week. It's Gishau, we he, he can he's a good quarterback. Yeah. And and you just think, man, if they just let it rip a little bit and tonight it was their two big playmakers outside the numbers that proved to be the difference. And
1: that, that seems to be the case with Elkhorn all the time. Graggard had a huge game last week, but they don't throw it at a ton. But every time they need a big play, they do go to the air. If they're able to get it off without any kind of pressure or anything, that guy's, those guys are going to go up and get the ball. And that is such a huge weapon for teams at this level to have.
0: That was interesting. He makes the go-ahead score, uh, the grab on the go-ahead score to make it. Well, actually, that would have made it 35-28 because they'd gone up 27-21 and missed the extra point. Hastings comes right back and scores to take the lead 28-27 with 2 minutes and 11 seconds left, and all of a sudden you're thinking, 2 minutes and 11 seconds, Elkhorn? You click refresh and they've scored, (laughs) and you're thinking, did they score too soon, right? (laughs) It was 35-28 and there's still 59 seconds left, and for an offense like Hastings, that's almost, that's plenty of time. And... Found a way, and and Elkhorn found a way to 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 keep them out of their end zone, out of the end zone for a for a one score barn burner right there.
1: Yeah, twenty five yard touchdown, uh, got got shot of Graggert with uh fifty nine seconds left, ended up sealing that one. Just
0: the 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 finals there, and and we'll get to recapping them, but uh, let's go through the rest of the scores and see one. We had Adam Central hanging on to to beat Kearney Catholic. Yep, that's uh, th- 34-29.
1: Nice run by the 8 seed there. Yeah. Adam Central.
0: And uh doing what they did to Ashland Greenwood last week, I think everybody had their eyes yeah. wide open. Yeah. Cam right. Foster
1: back there at quarterback, I saw he had a huge uh, I think like a, a 89-yard touchdown yeah. or something like that. Like huge play. Everybody uh, kind of penciled Ashland in yeah. there like and Adam Central not so
0: fast. Yeah. And uh Pierce Doing Pierce things, right? I thought this was supposed to be kind of a rebuild year for the Blue Jays. <laughs> they find themselves in the state finals <laughs> as, as the number pro- two season. <laughs> as probably the favorite, right? Yeah. It's, uh they hang on to beat St. Paul, twenty one fourteen. You jump down to Class C two, it was Fremont Bergen, twenty one seven over U ten, and in a highly anticipated uh, game with Ord and and Oakland Craig, Ord hangs on to win thirty eight twenty eight. Boy, the chance
1: they are that's a good football team. Yeah, that's heck of a season they're having on, still undefeated, and we will get one versus two to decide it all there in in, C two again, the only class where seating held. Yeah, can you believe that? (laughs) Especially Um, this year, with in B, you figured we're going to get something crazy. Everybody thought in A, yeah, Yeah, we got a great chance of conclusion to get one (laughs) two. Instead, we get five two. B, you get five three. C one, you get eight two. Like uh, it's some really impressive runs by teams late in the season that maybe people didn't necessarily see as that that top, uh, top tier throughout the regular season what do
0: you see happening in c1 you think is that is that Pierce's to lose do you think Pierce Adam Central
1: I think so it's it's tough <laughs> as uh, Adam Central again knockoff number one knockoff number four and in a game that went down to the wire Carney Catholic had a chance um, that they, they tried to make a, a late run and uh, Adam Central was able to hold them off that's got to be a lot of energy exerted in these last couple of weeks. That's a lot of good football they had to put out there to get to this point. But you could also argue they're as hot as anybody. They're playing their best football by far right now. So
0: What do you see happening in C2 with Orton and Fremont Bergen? Really good athleticism. I think that's going to surprise some people with Fremont Bergen.
1: Yeah, and Koa McIntyre there, um, yeah. kind of the the super guy there with the, all the athleticism, speed, able to make some huge plays for them. Um, I. I, I didn't get to see really much uh, or any really C two football this season, unfortunately. But um, that just based on what pretty I see, pretty from familiar with Ward, and yeah. I tell
0: you, offensively, they're a handful.
1: And they got Keelan Meyer, the, uh, the one of the best yeah, kickers in the state. Yeah, committed <laughs> Nebraska, who does a little bit of everything for yeah. them. Yeah. And I've so. we've
0: actually seen some really really good special teams this year. I, um, you know, prep, uh, he's got a great, and his name escapes me. He's got a, he's going to Arkansas, yeah. I believe. with uh, got a gray shirt too. Uh, I like Lammel at Millard South. Uh West Side's got a good one. We've we we know what they've got out here in Ord. It's a uh, special teams has been Pretty good in terms of the kicking game in the state of Nebraska.
1: And that's one of the cool things to see is kind of the, the rise of the, the Coles kicking camps and all that stuff where these specialists have this opportunity to really develop their game, yeah. whereas it used to be just, oh, just put somebody back there and um, whoever can kick at the hardest, you, you get the job or yeah. whatever. Now you've got these guys that work so hard, just as hard at, at their craft as kickers and punters uh, as any other position on the field. And we're seeing kind of the results play out there for some teams that really have special ones. Let's hop back up. Let's let's start in B,
0: right where you're going to get uh, Aurora and and Elkhorn. I mean, two physical teams. Uh, Aurora's got good size along that offensive and defensive lines, especially at the end spots and the tackle spots. They they go with a lot of length and a lot of size, but you have a lot of physical uh, talent with with Elkhorn as well. Kind of the polar opposite of what they saw this week with the basketball on grass with Hastings. Well, how do you see that one kind of shaking up? Yeah,
1: it seems like Aurora is kind of one of those teams that does a lot of things well but isn't necessarily outstanding in any one area. They're not going to necessarily dominate you in the run game. They're not going to really spread it out and throw the ball a ton. They're just going to make the plays when they need to. But with Elkhorn, I think just kind of that athleticism on the outside combined with that running game, seemed like uh, they got Aiden Young going a little bit and uh, broke him off for some big runs tonight. And yeah, kinda, after being held yeah. in check
0: a week ago in that blowout, which was kind of surprising to score that many points a week ago without Aiden Young
1: really having a huge game. And that's why I think it's going to be tough for Aurora to beat because you, you, t- you can focus so much on taking one area away, then they're going to be able to go to the other thing. They're one of the teams that can truly beat you multiple ways. Uh, so I, I think uh is definitely going to be the favorite in that one for sure.
0: You like Aurora's ability defensively to maybe hang in there. They've seen some good offenses here the last couple of weeks, and they found a way to to to, to, to hunker down in there.
1: Again, every, everybody in Class B in this field was so tested this year because they all played each other. Although those kind of further west, uh, central to western teams played each other and kind of beat each other up. All the all the teams in the, Met, the Omaha and Lincoln metro areas, they all beat each other up. So every team in this postseason field is, uh, is well tested. They've all seen um, everything that they're going to be hit with this year. So, uh, or... or i'm kind of at this point in the season so um i i think they're definitely going to be ready um it should be a fun game for sure let's jump up to a all
0: right Uh, not a a little bit of surprise but if it was anybody that was going to come out of the top half of the bracket that wasn't bellevue west you thought it had the ability to be it it was probably going to be elkhorn south they didn't disappoint
1: yeah and i thought when i saw krause go down i was like oh. Here we go. Again, this is the team that finally had started to, to get healthier, healthier as the season goes down just to lose their quarterback. And a guy that, again, early in the season, they were playing kind of the dual quarterback role. They were still trying to figure out, all right, Krause settled in to be the guy and lead them on th- this big winning streak they were on and to have him go down, especially so early in the game. I was like, oh, man, you never want to see this type of deal. But props to Scratis for coming in and doing the job well enough to, to get that win there. Hopefully, um, Coach Rosenberg, didn't think it was too serious for Krause. Um He thinks he he will have a chance to play next week. We'll kind of see how how this week goes for him. Uh, hopefully he'll be back. But yeah, with I mean with that offensive line and some of those athletes yeah. they've got on. Bo Bo Wiesler was awesome tonight. He's he had some really nice plays. Very well, maybe the most
0: underrated player
1: for sure in the metro uh, and maybe the state. Yeah. So you got playmakers like that. Guy. Yeah. Exactly. You got. Uh, athletes like that, that that they've got the linebacker core and Koy wilkie again had a, had a good uh, game defensively today they didn't really um go through the air too much or we didn't get a chance to make a play on offense but. hey
0: them moving him to outside and letting him kind of run out there uh, along with maverick noonan i think koi wilkie's emergence defensively has really added to their versatility on the perimeter because he gives you good athleticism and good
1: size out there and in these spread games you need a body like koi wilkie yeah for sure and seeing again sophomores and juniors these guys um to kind of supplement those seniors that you have have these young guys kind of come up and really break break into the rotation and play um more and more as the season goes on that's what you need to to be playing at this time of the year you need those younger guys to kind of step up and add that depth to kind of your established veterans and we when
0: the dust settles and, and the smoke clears and all of a sudden there's there's the favorite even though they weren't the one seed they were most people's choices as the team to beat when this when this season started, they're they're the West Side Warriors. Yeah,
1: and you saw how, how much they were pushed this week. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll be able to see a healthy Cade Haberman. Um, again, you want to see the best athletes out there playing. They're, they're so peak.
0: explosive. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, you you, you could play good. De-
0: they don't they don't bat at eye at second and twelve or or third and fourteen. It's within the confines of their offense. You you can go up top to Dickerson or Brett's. You can hand it off to Dom Rizak. You you've got uh, a guy like Cole Payton as your signal caller. There, there's a lot of ways that they can skin a cat.
1: Yeah, and so it's gonna hit. again. You need full health here for Elkhorn South. Hopefully, you get Krause back out there. And they're going to have to be able to make some plays through the air. They're going, it's they're going to have a tough time just running it up and down the field against Westside, against some of those guys they got on the interior of the line. Um, what about Elkhorn South? Maybe the ability to limit possessions.
0: I saw that a little bit tonight yeah. with Millard South, where they they it seemed like they possessed the ball. They're not intentionally playing yeah. keep away, but when you ground and pound like that, you don't get a lot of it can make you panic on offense thinking you may not get it back.
1: For sure, and that's, again, some of what they did tonight. That's what Elkhorn South does. They they keep it on the ground. They, they'll pound you two yards, three yards. Then they'll break off uh, five or six, seven, eight-yard run on third down and move the chains, or they'll go for it on fourth and short and keep the, keep the ball moving that way. Um, they, they've got a chance to, to real, and then they keep it on the ground so that clock ticks too. So that, that'll be huge, I think, the, their ability to limit the possessions. We saw that kind of with Carney and – uh, Bellevue West, um, to a certain degree, yeah. um, kind of limited kind of even the playing field a little bit with the kind of the, the difference in explosiveness by just not giving them as much of a chance to really stretch it out.
0: Yeah, the the announcement came down today. It should be a fantastic yeah. final in A where uh, we won't be playing uh, those finals at, at Memorial Stadium. Uh, those will be home teams and higher seeds Getting those games, at least as we kind of understand it right now. Yeah,
1: and NSA sent out the release on that. That is going to be the case. Team, both teams are kind of figuring out the timing. We have no idea about um, streaming TV, kind of how that's going to work out. It's uh, the news just came tonight, so there's a lot of more details to kind yeah, of. You sort think I'd out. be one of yeah. the first to know, right?
0: <laughs> Considering I'll be on so, all those broadcasts. But. I, I want to
1: ask you, as, as someone who came <laughs> who played uh, high school football in this state, w- kind of what's the thinking as a player where? Obviously, you're working all year to go to Memorial Stadium, get a chance to play. But now you get a chance for those upper seeds to play one more home game. Kind of yeah. how do you, how do you think I, that balances I, out? In their I minds? think if
0: I had it to do over again, I I would prefer the home game probably than Memorial Stadium just because of the friendly confines. I know about the aura, yeah. and and kind of the the you know it's that's a big deal uh, getting to Lincoln. I'm sure there's a little bit of disappointment, but at the end of the day, you're thinking, okay, it's a chance to win a state championship i'll play that game in the backyard if i have to <laughs> i it's uh, to, for them to work out the scheduling is going to be it's going to be interesting from a from a television and streaming standpoint you're going to have to get by with a little help from your friends
1: yeah for sure because it seems like everybody's going to kind of be on their own to, to sort it out at this point um, i'm not sure how NET feels about that kind of they're going to have to make some choices there and figure out how they're going to be able to uh, broadcast this and kind of feel for the kids who this is their one chance to go play on a regularly televised game um, uh, i will gonna- i will say the one thing that won't that will not come into play that
0: has a potential are the college hashes That's and true. the goal posts right you get to play with your regular high school hashes and the regular width for your goal posts so we've seen special teams in kicking game uh play a factor
1: uh, that that could be one silver
0: lining to come out of this deal
1: yeah so you have that that feeling of home able to Either win it on your home field or go knock off the higher seed in their place. Either way, it's going to feel pretty good for these kids, I'm sure. Yeah, it should be a fantastic week. We appreciate you guys being
0: with us. Um, we, we, this is what we love doing, right? It's, we're elbows deep. We're knee deep uh, in, in high school sports, and we enjoy bringing it to you. Thanks for being a part of what we do at Nebraska Preps postgame. Uh, that's my man, Jacob Padillo. I'm the guy they call ODB, Damon Benning. Appreciate you guys staying with us. Enjoy.